0: What up, what up everybody, this is the Built Different Podcast, I think I shocked Adrian with that his eyebrows raised up when I did that, but uh, today we want <laughs> today we want to talk about uh, how technology has evolved uh, transportation, and obviously Adrian's our guest today, um, Raul, you know, man behind the scenes, uh, he'll be joining us hopefully soon as well, um, but, you know, Sean, Justin, and uh, myself are on here, the usual suspects. And, uh, you know, Adrian, you know, always fills in and does a fantastic job. He's also the man behind the scenes on this episode. But speaking of transportation and um, how it's evolved over over the years, you know, I'm a big car guy. And uh, so I'm sure I have a lot to say. Justin and Sean, I know you guys are, you know, into vehicles from the standpoint of, uh, you know, just how convenient it can be. So, you know, from, you know, the time that you guys have been driving and what you're seeing happening in the uh, transportation space, Uh, You know, what is your thoughts on the evolution of uh, uh, transportation? I guess I'll start with our guest, Adrian. Adrian's in the zone over there, so I'll go over to
1: Sean. Sure, I'll jump in. Um, No, I think, um, you know, starting from when I got my first car and my second car, um, I've always liked small cars. I'm more into like, you know, a sedan um, or potentially a coupe, but I think sedans are more practical. Um, and I don't see that changing anytime soon. I don't like the idea of parking big cars. I don't really have the need to drive a big car. So I plan on driving small cars, uh, permanently, but I think, um, you know, when you're talking about, uh, cars and the future of cars and stuff, I think there's obviously a big, uh, movement towards electric vehicles or at least hybrid vehicles Mm -hmm. um i see that movement happening and i see myself kind of also joining in on that um you know and i've been a fan of of tesla and what they were doing for a while and you know how they were making electric vehicles pretty affordable and there's still other companies that are making them very affordable as well um but ultimately i think you know that's kind of the the future is you know like i i don't like spending money on gas um the least the less money i can spend on gas the better um and also i think just in general the just in terms of helping the climate or er, like helping the planet and stuff like that you know less emissions less you know usage of of gas and uh diesel and everything like that is, is probably you know better in the long-term health of the planet um so that's kind of where i see it going and where i you know ultimately want to play a part in it is eventually you know probably getting some form of a hybrid vehicle as well as you know potentially down the line some form of an ev um and trying to you know do my part justin what about you um
2: for me i feel so i've only uh when i graduated high school that was when i got my first car and i had that car for 10 years and i remember thinking like oh wow this is such an advanced car back then this is 2012 i think and I thought it was amazing, and you know, had all these great features and stuff. And I, it's almost like you don't realize how how much technology evolves in other cars if you just have one car for ten years. Because <laughs> then, because uh, yeah. my car started breaking down, it was having a lot of issues and stuff. So I ended up upgrading last year. I got a different. I have a different car now, and it just it feels like a spaceship now. I have a Lexus now. I had a Nissan before. And, like, the computer in my car is, is so much faster. It's so much more, like, the, the navigation is just way more uh, efficient. It, there's so many more features that I didn't even know you could put in a car. Like, I didn't know my car has the thing where uh, you can put your phone just on the platform, and then it just starts charging. I didn't know that yeah. that was the thing until I got that car. And it's, it's, it's pretty awesome. And then my mom, uh, my mom just got a Tesla uh, last year sometime. And she let me drive it, and it's it's the craziest thing. It's so quiet; it doesn't make any noise. it's basically just a giant computer or like a giant screen in the car. It feels it, it feels like you're driving a like a futuristic car or something like or something from like Star Wars or something. It's crazy, <laughs> but it's it's really yeah. impressive how far they've come.
0: Yeah, and uh, you know, I don't I don't know if Adrian's with us or like I was gonna you know during the during the you know. <clears throat> I was thinking, you have you ever seen the the, the GIF? Uh, Does he know? You know from Batman.
3: Yeah.
0: <laughs> just, just, uh, posting that one. <laughs> but uh, Adrian, what what are your thoughts on uh, the evolution of uh, transportation and vehicles? Um, really, really.
3: I feel like if you expand transportation vehicles outright, um, it's kind of crazy, right? Like go back a h- couple hundred years, people are driving or not driving, riding horses. Then you got trains. I myself, being from Orlando, didn't understand how subways worked. Um, And then I go to Montreal, and their subway system is like insanely efficient. It's very streamlined. Um, And then you, like, to Justin's point, now you have these, like, anything you could want in your car that you couldn't even think about and dream about 10 years ago, like, now it's in there. Um, Heated seats. Who would have thought you needed heated seats in your car? Now we do, um, especially if, if, if,
1: live in New Jersey a little bit longer, Adrian. 100%, and then you'll, you'll I was going
3: to say that exact same thing. Like, if it's cold outside, you definitely want to have heated seats. Uh, something that you Heat steering heated steering wheel, heated yeah. seat. I don't even know if that, that's a thing, but if, it's, if it is, that, yeah, yeah it that is. might be either really great or really dangerous, depending on how that works out. Where you can just shock yourself. <laughs> got you had it on, and it just goes haywire. Anyway. Um, I think it's kind of crazy, um, um, especially since I live up here now and I don't drive a car. Whenever I'm now in a car, it takes an added 15-20 like, minutes to actually process, okay, how do I turn the car on? Well, what buttons do I use to ha- to make the wiper work? Is it going to be the dongle at the side, or do I have to press something or like turn a knob? Like, How do I turn on the lights? Is it a knob or is it a switch? Um, I-, I think it's really interesting like how far we've come and then that's just on the feature side like obviously you have like the electric cars and um and hybrids and all that kind of stuff so it's 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 crazy to see where we are now i'm just curious to see kind of where we go 10 years from now the same or yeah
0: before we go to like where this is going to go in the future like to touch on everything you guys have said um the the heated seats i used to always mess with people um they would get in the car like you know even if i'm like going on a date with a girl or something put the heat on on the on the seat next to her like you know just start seeing like is your ass like feeling hot like you know she'd be looking over at me and you know i'd, I'd do it to my mom when she got in the car and stuff like that and just play around with it. before people kind of knew what it was but also too like you know hotter climates you need the, the vented seats too i mean those make a world of difference um but, yeah, the electrification thing is something I've had to wrap my mind around as well. Um, I, I drove a Tesla for the first time, a, you know, a couple, of, like, maybe three years ago. It was weird. Um, especially for me, I you know, I ship, like, my car's uh, six-speed manual. And so to get in a vehicle where it's just, like, instant torque and there's no gear shifting is, like, I actually found myself, like, in, in uh, Ubers getting a little, feeling like a little sick. When me and um, Sean went to Colorado and we had this Uber driver and this guy, I don't know, he was just on and off the brake and on the gas and just the feeling, the the torque and the, uh, you know, no lag or anything like that. And going up these mountains, I was just like, Bleh. but um, yeah, it's a great thing. The you know, you mentioned the uh, the magnetic charging, that's beautiful. I want that in my next car. Um, but yeah, the, the no sound is something I have to kind of wrestle with. Um, you know, muscle car to like no sound, but I can appreciate the efficiency. I can appreciate like, you know, helping out the planet and stuff like that. And, you know, helping out with the, you know, any type of climate issues or whatever the heck. Um, but yeah, me personally, it's like the electrification, like as a car guy is like crazy because now it's kind of ventured into like, you know, the next version of my car. Um, you have, um, you know, electric uh, electric muscle car that they're trying to trying to put out there now, and you know, they're filtering in a sound through a you know proprietary, um, almost like a, you know, as the vehicles chart like the batteries going, it's the filtering a sound through the exhaust through their exhaust pipes or something. So they're trying, and you know, Dodge they're also trying to put in a uh, you know a shifting mechanism in the vehicle. Um, because you know that instant torque you want to actually feel like you're shifting something like a like a supercar or, or a uh, exotic car but um where it really got me is now Lamborghini has their first, you know, they've had a, a super capacitor in the in the in the CN, but um now with the new Lamborghini uh Rebel Alto, it's the you know the next Lamborghini that everybody's going to be buying is the next. Uh, you know it's taking over for the Aventador, but that vehicle actually has electric on the mode on two of the axles, um, three of the ax no two of the axles, and then on the gear gear shift. So you know they have you know they've gone into the elect realm of electric, but the beauty is they've kept the V twelve, the naturally aspirated V twelve. So I'm like cool. I can I can live with that. Um, but yeah, it's, it's going to eventually be phased out to electric as well in 2028. I, I can't even imagine driving my car, an electric version of my car. That's just gotta be weird. And, you know, I don't know, paddle shift on an electric vehicle is strange as well. But, um, speaking of like where this is going as well as, uh, you know, wh- what do you see the future of vehicles being, uh, Adrian? That's a good question. I feel
3: like it's, it's. It... It has to be some type of automated system, right? Like we went from having to or not know where we're going on horseback, we had to just travel in direction, to trains that was on a track, we knew exactly like drop off spots were, um, to now you can drop off yourself at a moment's notice in these cars. I feel like it has to go back to some type of automated type system again, where it's like the next mm-hmm. step of, of getting from point A to point B, which right, I personally am all for automated cars. Um, if you take Ubers, you're basically in one right now. You just <laughs> are paying a, a, a person to be that automated person for you. So like, yeah. it's a weird way of thinking about it, but in those moments, you don't have to you just wand back anywhere from thirty minutes to an hour of your day. Like take that over the course of a week. Like how much more of of life can you live if you could just kind of make use of those if it's a phone call, getting work done, or just looking out and looking at the like the sky like like like, I love traveling, but I also like seeing the scenery while I'm traveling. Yeah. So if I'm driving, I'm like missing out on fifty percent of my entire trip. Versus when I Uber, like I can look out, I can see the buildings. Oh wow, that looks like something I've seen before. Oh wow, that's different. Versus like, all right, well, I know for a fact for these next ten minutes to an hour, like I have to be locked into like not die. Like let's not die until we get to point B, and then I can enjoy what I'm seeing. Versus like, why not enjoy it the entire journey? I think that that has to be next.
0: Yeah, I I think you're hitting on something there. Is if you see like a lot of prototypes that are uh, that are out there, they have this. Uh, it's a you know, it's automated, but you have seats that turn in. So like, and then you have like maybe even a uh, a little desk in the middle. So people are going to be you know doing work. You know, if you think inner city travel and business people and going to the office, they may be doing the work in the in the car while the car is driving. Um, you know, and the Teslas and and some of these electric vehicles now have that feature already where. But you know, it, hopefully the system gets even better. The lidar gets even better. The radar gets even better. Where um, you aren't, people aren't afraid. I think that's kind of the next step of what you're you're talking about is where people accept it. And you know, the Sean's That's like I'm never gonna get in a car that drives itself that he feels safe enough to get in there. And you know, us talk about extropian and do and and Justin's and then we're talking business and sitting in the middle of the car with our chairs facing each other talking and. Letting the vehicle drive for us, you know what I mean. I think that's that's kind of the next one of the next phase of what you're uh, describing there, um, Adrian, um, Sean, or Justin. You guys have any any thoughts on it? I'm
2: still hopeful on flying cars. I'm not giving up on that oh. yet. I feel like that's one for the I night.
0: was I was gonna touch on that. Cause Go back
3: to the Jetsons.
0: Yeah, I mean we were supposed to have that by now. Honestly, when the, when the Jetsons came out in the the seventies, the sixties, something. Yeah, then we had Back to um, the
3: Future as well. Back to the Future. I mean, I mean spoiler alert for anyone that hasn't seen Back to the Future, um, it flies.
0: Yeah, I mean that that's where we were supposed to be, and they, you know, to touch on that as well, Justin. They they have quote unquote flying cars, but they're more they look more like drones, in my opinion. It's not like you're driving in your car and next thing you know the car is going up like the Jetsons, but um and you're flying through the air in a a vehicle and then landing back down um they you know they there's a couple of uh electric vehicles i think um there there's a couple of manufacturers now that are are trying to create these uh self-driving electric uh taxi type vehicles that you know it's gonna you know if it works out it's gonna eliminate the need for like maybe helicopters or maybe you do helicopters as well but it's gonna be a quick transport from you know uh your house to maybe or like from a uh station to like the airport or something like that that's that's supposed to be worked on um i know there was one in uh in florida that is going to supposed to be a hub for that that's going to be like a electric uh like a uh self-driving uh electric like flying car type of thing um i forget what the exact term of, of it is but um Sean, what do you, what do you, what do you any thoughts on on the future of
1: of these vehicles yeah I, i'm with everybody else you know I, I think automated is where it's gonna go um if i were to call an uber right now and then a car drove up without a person in it there is no way in hell that i'm getting in that car sorry um that's not happening i my big issue with with uh autonomous driving or you know like self-driving cars isn't the actual car itself i think a car you can program something like a car to drive from one place to another place and you know like follow you know speed limits follow you know like road like signs and street lights everything like that i don't think any of that's going to be an issue my only issue with it is reacting to the stupidity of other people I agree with you, though. Because if, like, unless everyone's using a self-driving car, at which point then nobody's able to be stupid, then it's fine. But if you have people who are still driving their own car and they swerve for because they don't want to hit a, a bunny that's in the middle of the road, is my car going to know that that person swerves to, to avoid the bunny? And then it's going to also swerve and not hit the car next to me? Like, it's just... I would much rather control that because then I know what I'm doing, like I know how to react to different situations. And maybe you can train a car to do so, but um I I'm not there yet to the point where I'm like, Oh yeah, I would trust an unmanned car to just drive me places. Um and you know, with regards to the flying cars, I would like that too. I think it sounds great. Um I think it's going to be a little bit hectic. They're going to need to find out a way to like make it so that people don't run into each other when they're flying in the air. Like, it's already a big deal dealing with like airplanes, and you know, like you have to land specific time. That you know, they got the radio towers and everything like that. So the idea that I don't think that cars being able to fly is necessarily the issue. I think it's the logistics of okay, if we let cars fly. How do we make sure that they don't run into each other if there's no street lines or no, you know, like what if the visibility is bad? Do we then like ground cars because of bad visibility things like that? So from a practical standpoint, I think it's still a ways away just from the logistical side, but from a cars being able to do it, I think they, they could get there relatively quickly. I mean, if they're able to make drones and able to make, you know, small planes and stuff like that, then they're able to make a car that can go from, being on wheels to, you know, floating or flying or doing whatever.
0: So two of the things that you touched on there, um, as far as like dealing with idiots on the road, well, you've heard me in my car, you know, Sean's driven with me before. Uh, yeah, I think that even Tesla now has, has that system that, you know, the car will break, the car, you know, will swerve. If it's self-driving, it has the the capabilities to do that, whether that's been fully, uh, you know, kind of tested and, you know, you would, st- like, to the degree that you would feel safe. I don't know. I don't think so. Uh, but, um, yeah, those systems are in place in cars, even in some of the newer vehicles now. Um, you know, I'll just, every once in a while, I'll drive my mom's uh, vehicle. Um, other thing about my mom's vehicle, going back to the seats, it has the massage feature, in which I'm like, cool, but as long as they don't make me fall asleep. But anyhow, uh, her car will break if, you know, something up ahead is like just stopped out of nowhere it will just automatically just slam on those brakes it also like will jerk if i feel somebody's like coming into my lane so i think those features are there um yeah i think it just does to get it has to get to a point where you f- would feel safe enough to be like i'm not gonna you know drive and put my hands on the wheel and uh, let the car take over for these idiots I'm, on the road
1: i'm also the kind of person who tends to not always leave for things at the appropriate time to leave for them based on the uh, estimated time it takes to get there. And damn it corps, speed if, up.
0: Damn it, Cor, speed up.
1: Yeah, I don't know if <laughs> autonomous driving would uh acceler- like accelerate the trip by a couple minutes the way that a human can. So um, that's the other it's that's more of a me issue than like a actual general concern, but you know, you'd be, you know, I'm assuming any automated car service would have to abide by the rules of the road. So, like, there wouldn't be any option to speed. It would just be, you know, the speed limit 65, we're going 65 type of thing.
0: Going back to what you were saying about the flying car thing. So, I was just looking it up while we were talking. It's actually going to be in Orlando. It's uh, called the the VertiPort. And so it's you know autonomous driving flying vehicles i should say but you know almost like a taxi that will take you from one place to another but with your your question regarding like the safety of people running into each other there that's i think the faa kind of is on board with that handling the same way they, they handle airplanes and logistics and making sure that everybody's um you know, at a safe uh, height and that people aren't going to, like, be landing on top of each other and things like that. So I think with that concern that that, you know, hopefully what whatever they're doing testing-wise, the FAA and regulations that they put in place, you don't have to worry about somebody running into you in the air, you know? Um, so, yeah, speaking on those things, uh, you know, I, I, I'm with everybody else as well with the uh, autonomous vehicles in the air and on the ground. Um, and yeah, I just, I don't know, it's going to be, uh, it's going to be crazy over the next couple of years to see where this goes and just hoping everything gets more efficient. Um, speaking of like efficient travel, I know Adrian, you touched on trains as well. Um, what, do, uh, any thoughts on, uh, kind of the, uh, the railway system and how that's advanced the subway system? I was looking at, uh, you know, in New York, they have, you know, there's now, uh, they're phasing out some of the older trains and bringing in some newer ones and, you know trying to get things uh, a little more efficient there as well so any any thoughts on uh, other forms of travel
3: yeah I think that like that is one of the biggest areas that I firmly believe we can improve in countrywide mm-hmm. worldwide yes um, it, it was so easy like let me back up the High-speed rail that's going to run from Miami to Orlando. Yes. Can you imagine a situation where it's Friday, 5 p.m., you decide, I want to go to Miami for the weekend, enjoy my stay. For those of us that live in Florida, or have lived in Florida, or have done that drive, it is brutal. It is absolutely brutal. It's three four and a half hours, hours four hours, yeah. depending on traffic. Because mm. you hit Miami, now that's that's an extra 45 minutes to an hour because of traffic. People drive like
0: jackasses.
3: People driving, like in different directions sometimes. like You're driving on 95, <laughs> which is like, who wants to be on 95, but you have to use 95? Imagine yeah. you just didn't have to worry about that. And you can get there yeah. in two and a half, three hours. And they can do the rest of your day pick up a car when you get there to drive around, but you don't have to actually physically exert yourself for more than, call it 20 minutes, getting to the place, hopping on the train, jetting there, taking a nap, the same way we take a nap on like a plane ride. Like, but imagine that nationwide, like that would be insane. Kind of similar to what they do in Europe where you can be in a different country within a Number of hours, but now you don't have to actually take a flight. Like, it just makes it, it just shrinks the world, I think, in a way that makes navigating the states super seamless. Like, that's something that I wish we can improve in, um, and that it's gonna take some money to, to invest in, but it, whoever can figure that out is gonna be sitting on a landmine, like a, like a, in a good way, not like a bad way. But landmine is probably the worst yeah, term I but yeah. like,
0: Golden gold
3: mines. Mines. <laughs> That's the right one. Let's go with that one. It's, it's gonna be a gold <laughs> That's gonna be nice. insane. Like, I signed up for that today. Whenever that
0: yeah
3: high speed train opens up, I'm taking
1: it. Easy. Yeah. Mhm. I I completely agree. Um, the train's called the bright line for any of our people who aren't Floridians. Um, and they're right now it goes. It's in it's in effect right now from. Miami to West Palm Beach I believe and they're about to finish soon the the Orlando extension part of it but I completely agree I think trains need to be a bigger thing you like they're used still for you know like transporting things and stuff like that and you know it's fine but like they couldn't be used so much more um I don't understand why anyone would ever take an airplane to go you know that distance like from orlando to let's say like fort lauderdale or miami like it's granted it's three or four hours driving and the drive is not fun but a train can get you there in probably two hours if it's done right maybe two and a half um and i mean ricky you just flew from orlando to fort lauderdale that was
0: what an hour flight for you uh I would, it's weird i don't know why it was like an hour and what, what it, it was like I forget what it was because me and you were talking about it. And it, it was like an hour and much. nine minutes,
1: I think, something like that. Yeah, hour
0: and nine minutes. I'm like, oh, it's weird, but um, and yeah, and I'm you taking added, similar flights.
1: Sorry, go ahead. Sorry, and you add in the time that you're, you know, going to the airport, have to go through security, have to check your bag or do whatever. All of a sudden, now that you know, it's an hour flight, sure, but that process is taking three hours. If you're able to take a train, that's any time, like cheaper like they're not only cheaper but like faster than that i don't understand why that's not a huge thing especially between major cities like i can see it being a huge thing in texas between houston and dallas and austin and san antonio you know like why are why isn't there a train system that goes through those areas but um i actually feel like the reason is because of uh you know the airlines not wanting there to be a train system but that's a different topic yeah, You're
3: saying that there's um, litigation, potential lobbying for different things. It's crazy. I would have never thought of that.
0: You need oil. You need oil to fly planes. You don't need oil to necessarily run the train. All so, um, what, what was I gonna say? Is what I was gonna say is yeah. I when I was in Fort Lauderdale, people were talking about their experience on Brightline, and it was nothing but good. You know. Um, trains are clean the stations are 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 clean look nice the you know trains are advanced um i think they did a, you know from everything i've seen they've done an excellent job with it uh i still don't think it's up to par with but you know unfortunately i i think it's a good step for the us but we're still lagging behind asia we're still lagging behind europe um be, like you know obviously i've traveled and been to these different countries and i mean that's what we need it would be like you know, going from country to country is easier than traveling in, you know, within nationwide here in the U.S. Uh, you know, the craziest thing is you get on a train in London and they built a train, you know, a train, a, a track underwater, the channel to France. You know what I mean? And we're still, you know, you get on that train and you're like, it's the craziest thing because, you You know, you're, you're in London, you know, you're in, in, in Great Britain. you pop under and the next thing you know you're in France it's like man all the ingenuity and all the hard work that had to go into building a, a system underwater and we struggle to build like inner city travel here you know um, those trains are also a lot faster too like you know there's I mean our, the train from Orlando to or from uh, the Brightline is like yeah, I think it does, at top speed is like 125 150 maybe um, I think you we know, when- have trains in go ahead when they add the Orlando
1: extension, it'll get up to two hundred.
0: I don't think I don't think that they're gonna go that fast. I think they they I think it's capable of doing it, but from what I read, maybe I'm wrong. They are like they didn't want to get up to that speed for safety reasons. So I think that they were trying to keep it like one twenty-five, one fifty. Like I said, I could be wrong. If they did two hundred, that's that's fantastic. But um, I think that that trip would be a lot quicker than um, it would be a lot quicker than the what the three hours that they're uh suggested it's gonna take um but while so Sean, researching that, I think that uh you know there's trains in 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 Asia that you know three hundred four hundred miles per hour i mean those things get you to and from a to b like nothing
3: that's crazy. uh
0: you know that would that would be something like you know go to you could go from Texas to you know freaking or you know miami and you know not in a matter of hours. Like that's the difference that we have. Like you still the way our train system is set up now, you still rely on you're going to have to rely on planes unless you want to be on a train for for forever. Whereas Europe and Asia, you're traveling, you know, you could do a New York to whatever Idaho in a matter of hours. You know, like that's that's just inefficient and the problem is also uh the politics between states and you know, like you said uh, the the lobbyists and all that stuff is like we just have some infrastructure that like makes it efficient. I would love to to do business in, you know, in Texas and be in New York, you know, like just for the day, just go down there. Um, I think that's what Brightline opens up as well is, you know, you want to do business in Miami, um, you know, for the day, like work in Miami. Yeah, just hop on the Brightline and, you know, do your work, you know, do work or have meetings on the train and get off the train and actually go into the office and, and go back home, you know, to Orlando. So I think it opens up those opportunities. But I still think we're lagging way behind uh Europe and Asia and, and how quick though and efficient the inner city and inner country travel is. Um but Adrian, I think you touched on something as well, like and, and pivoting off of what I just said, uh I really wanted Hyperloop, man. That's what I wanted. I was excited when they, they were announcing that. Cause man, that that is that would have been the next stage for us. Like we're still on the tracks that you know, uh, damsels in distress are being tied on and, you know, in, in, the movies and probably back in the, in the cowboy days, you know what I mean? We're still on those tracks. Like, why can't we advance to a point where we have a tube that, you know, uses, uh, you know, levit- a levitating tube that is, you know, pushed through at like 400 miles per hour to get from place to place, you know what I mean? And you're not being, you're not, having to use a vehicle you're not having to use a plane you're just you're in a system that's to itself and gets you to and from um place to place in in, with such quickness Uh, it's kind of died down i haven't heard much about it but that was my hope it's like man this is this looks like the next step
1: correction
0: (laughs) correction ricky was right it's
1: 125 miles an hour um they do have tentative future expansion plans on what they call a bright line west i don't know I think where west is whether they mean like west or oh it looks like from california to vegas uh, oh there's they're potentially making a bright line out there that would have the capability of going up to 200 miles an hour but okay. the one in
0: florida is capping right now at 125 yeah i mean like i said i think it's a good step but it's like I don't think it's the future. Like uh, you know, we need something. We need a, a motor t- transportation that's that's new, that's more efficient, that's quicker. That's I, I like you know hyperloop. I thought was cool. Like obviously there needed to be more uh, studies. I think there was a track in Vegas that they had that was very short that they were testing. Um, Austin. I think there was one in Austin. A uh, plan for Austin to Houston or something. There was one Orlando Miami. There was one. Uh, that all got grants to to try and work on it but I've never heard anything more about it.
3: I just think this is a fascinating. Like, uh, Mm -hmm. the progress that technology can make but where has that progress been? Like, we're so close to curing all these diseases yet we can't figure out or can't build fast enough to get to Mm -hmm. Orlando or gets us to, to from Miami to New York in three hours or four hours.
0: It's a lot hours. of a lot of politics and people that uh yeah. have their money, you know, donors and stuff like that. Like, oh, you know, this is where our money's tied up. We're not trying to hear nothing new or see nothing new and, you know, if it if it has oil if it's oiled up and gassed up mm-hmm. you know, it's hard to get rid of that.
3: Battery but, operated, um, gotta use more lithium. Whatever uh
0: <laughs> <laughs> What do you uh What do you guys think about the the future of uh, travel, airlines, and things like that? Um, that I mean, this it's not really seeing much there as far as innovation. Um, in in my uh, from my uh, standpoint, but any, any other thoughts on that?
2: I don't know if planes. I I feel like I read somewhere that like it's harder for planes to get faster at this point. That it's kind of like more of a mile like. More of a mileage thing, seeing how long they can go, which is kind of crazy. in in and of itself, seeing how like, planes can go from like these crazy distances from like Chicago to Tokyo or something. I don't. Mm-hmm. Like, the the distances have gotten so much greater over the last. I, I don't. I'm not a plane expert or anything like that, but the last few decades, it's incredible
0: how much further they go these days. <clears throat> I think they've. They're they're more on the side of how can we fit more people into the plane and you know I mean it's it's more uh for them it's not you know the airlines unfortunately it's less of like hey we want to get their pe- people there quicker it's more of like how can we make more money getting more butts in seats and how can we you know shrink the footprint like shrink because I don't know if you guys have seen I, I follow all of this stuff online and like I'm always looking at aviation stuff but they're trying to change a seating system to make it actually closer give you less leg room have you kind of bunched up so they can get more bodies in the airplane um you know there are other planes though like the dreamliner and i think the 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 airbus that is more focused on luxury being wider having more space but you know for you know average the average joe like it's just going to be a more cramped situation i don't think aviation is going to get any better for people I have seen some crazy projects though there was a uh a, there's a company I think that's trying to you know back in the day there was a Concorde it was the fastest fastest plane um you know they used to do France to New York I think and I think they did Miami to you know France as well or something like that but anyhow they you know they were the fastest plane at that time I see that there's a company trying to replicate like the speed um of that plane but um it's just a it's a fuel thing you know what i mean it's a fuel and like hey are we gonna get more bang for our buck like because the Concorde was a luxury vehicle i mean the prices were like you were paying for a private a private jet uh like rent you know chartering a private jet but um you know typical airlines unfortunately are gonna uh, we're just trying to get people from a to b as you know as cheaply as we can and then uh maximizing like the amount of bodies in there but um you know hopefully that you know, somebody comes along and, and regulates. I would say this, though, um, and Sean and I were talking about this earlier, I think uh, pri- flying private has gotten a little easier for, you know, people, um, you know, I think mid, mid uh, you know, pe- business people and, you know, maybe not your average Joes, but, like, it's not as expensive as it was. And um, what what I was going to say about that is there's been companies that have democratized it. So I think from the standpoint of airline and travel, I think that that's an advancement. um, If if more people can can fly private and charter private uh, jets.
2: I remember uh, there was, I I don't know how recent this was, but I saw like a concept for a plane where like the ceiling and the walls and the floor, they were uh, basically like a screen, I guess. And then there was cameras outside the plane that showed what was directly outside. So if you were in the air, like. You would just you wouldn't see the ceiling. You would just see like the sky and the clouds and stuff and below you you would yeah. see like I
3: I don't know if I'd like that. I, I, I hated that. Yeah. I, love... I
0: was like that's I would never go to that point. That'd be terrible. Those, feel... those those screens though, they also did other things like put like um they put like different scenes like the universe or something. So they they did other things I saw that other than like making it look like you were outside, but it's, it's cool. I don't know how I was going to catch on well, I, I thought it was
1: terrifying. If, if you think there's people that are scared to get on a plane now and you propose that idea to them, there is no way in hell that they are going on a plane where they can see what's going on outside the entire time. That would that would be so scary. Um and Ricky ta- uh touching on something you said, if they if these airlines are going to start packing us in even more and taking away my leg room, me being a taller person and already annoyed about that they better at least do two things one give me a screen on the chair in front of me that i can watch shows because i like that and i think it's fun and two i think it needs to be standard that every flight offers water because i cannot tell you how many times i've been like because the airports won't let you bring water bottles through and these airlines are like oh you want water that's four dollars i'm like or, for, or they
0: tell you to buy it in the uh, buy it before you get on the plane. Yeah, you know, and then
1: the it's three dollars. Like, oh great! Mm-hmm. Like, I get I get that it's you know them trying to make money, but like, no, water should be something that everybody has access to, um, for free in America. You know, if you go to a restaurant, they give you water for free. It's not like they're like, oh, that'll be five dollars. Like, if it should be the same thing on an airplane, especially when you're.
0: But, I was gonna say you gotta stop flying Spirit.
1: Though. Yeah, that's that's the problem. I think I need to not fly Spirit and Frontier, but
0: um, those are the ones that
1: that fit my budget right now.
0: <laughs> I feel you. I mean, yeah, I feel you. We, um, I want to go private because I don't like dealing with people. I hate the airport. I hate dealing with like screaming people, and people are so inconsiderate and just rude at the airport. So. If I can just go on the tarmac, get in the plane, sit down, and not have to hear anybody, I, that's ideal for me. So, I mean, that's what I want to aim for. Like, that's why I want to work hard with Extropia so we could just get on that damn plane and and go. Um, but yeah, I I think the other thing I wanted to touch on as well was, um, and I was just an investor that I I knew or I talked to or whatever, like I'm close with. Um, and he's investing in uh space perspective. So I don't know if you guys saw that, but that's not really necessarily travel. It's kind of a, uh, I guess you would call it uh, a way to travel, but it's more like, um, you know, like a vacation type travel system. But yes, yeah, the, the the balloon that uh, basically has all the screens out for it is like a, almost like a weather balloon, but it, it takes you into outer space and it has like a bar in there. And, I mean, I think that's pretty cool. It's not necessarily taking you from point A to point B, but I'm like traveling in space. I, I think that's pretty cool and pretty unique. So just wanted to kind of highlight that and give space perspective some uh, some shine. But well, yeah, any other thoughts on, on the future travel? What you guys would like to see? Um, what you guys would like to do? What you'd like to have?
1: I wanted to circle back before we get to like some final comments and and tie in a little bit about uh and ricky i know you're you're someone who's interested in this is uh like f1 and sports that involve you know transportation vehicles cars nascar stuff like that um Mm -hmm. ricky i know you're a big fan of f1 um what are you know what are some of those things that they're doing now that you know has really helped this sport become something that's more mainstream than it might have been you know 20 30 years ago
0: F one, I I love F one. I think what's gotten a lot of people into it is the simulation, the games. Um, seeing people actually play the games and, and and, you know, simulate basically simulating what the driver has to go through. It got me into it, like from the technical side and what all they put into the vehicles. Um, I love F one. It's like I'm starting it's really growing on me more and more. Um there was a special on Amazon, I'm gonna say it was drive to I forget what it was Daniel Danny Ricardo I think was one of the main character main people in it but I think that went a long way in making people um fall in love with F1 but uh I I love those vehicles I mean I love a lot of the things that they put in those vehicles from a, a aero perspective from a engine power's perspective from uh I mean even just, the lighting system—they, so many elements of those vehicles and all the research they put into it to make them faster, make them more uh, reduce the weight, make them more efficient. Um, it's crazy. Um, the the fact that they have different fuel mixtures on those vehicles and it's a tapable button on the steering wheel and you know the, the the wing can can drop down and you know you, you hit the ERS button and the wing and uh, the wing opens up and and you know it just gives you a few seconds of, of of momentum that can make you pass another vehicle it's, it's crazy it's wild um the amount of uh attention to detail that these guys have to do how many i don't know if you guys have ever seen the wheel and how many different uh operations that these guys have to do on the fly you know what i mean life or death like you could hit the wrong button and be paying attention to the button and fly off a track going you know 150 miles per hour um but what i love about it is what they've done to transition from F1 to uh, road vehicles. Um, you know, even the paddle shifters, uh, you know, the steering wheel, the knobs on the steering wheels and things like that. But my dream vehicle, obviously, I'm, I'm a big Lambo guy. I've loved Lamborghini my whole life. Um, Aston Martin is doing phenomenal things, uh, taking uh, F1 inspiration and putting it in the vehicles. My dream vehicle is the Valkyrie um, just because it's, it's like driving an F1 vehicle on the road. Um, I'm probably never be a one driver or get to race or probably, you know, maybe go to Dubai and drive one of those F1 vehicles they have over there. But the Valkyrie is the closest thing to, to, to do that from the steering wheel, the arrow, like, um, the, it's got a, it's got a boost system on it. You hit on the steering wheel, like a ERS on the F1 vehicle. And, um, I mean, you you guys see this car, you're going to be like, what the hell is this? But that's the type of innovation I love. Like, um, I love that it's a Coggleworth engine and it's, the I mean, it's an F1 engine in a, a road vehicle. Um, I, I want that car. That's that's going to be my future car. I'm aiming for it because uh, it's, I I don't know. I'm in love with it. That's all I can say. I'm drooling right now thinking about getting in that car. But, yeah, I mean, NASCAR and all these, these racing uh you know, outfits that, you know, they have a lot of, they take, they do a lot of things that end up being in a lot of our vehicles, even if we don't notice it, but um, yeah, thank you for that question, Sean, because yeah, I want to talk about the Valkyrie, because I absolutely love it, I love F1, and it's just, you know, innovation, and that's at the heart of what we're doing, and shit, I'd love to do a deal with Aston Martin, or one of these these uh, F1 teams, you know, outfit our, our technology into their onto their drivers, I mean, that's, that'd be a dream. So, yeah, with that being said, any final comments, any final thoughts? I'm excited for flying. Nope. Build better. Trains. <laughs> Build better infrastructure, better trains. Like I want to, you know, Sean and, you know, Sean should be able to, we should be able to like meet up and hang out. And I should be able to go to Austin and like wherever, you know, if there's an event, I should be able to get on the train and just get there and uh, not have to deal with the airport and the airplane like Europe yeah, with that being said, we always want to be thank. We always want to thank everybody for tuning in. Um, You know, we're all about innovation and we talked about innovation and travel, you know. Hey, our our technology might be integrated somehow, some way into what, uh, you know, people are doing with transportation and, like I said, F1 drivers. I I see a lot of uh, opportunities for us there, but, yeah, we, you know, we thank everybody. Um, You know, we thank Adrian for hopping on and and, uh, being a part of this and, yeah we want everybody to to like comment and subscribe and if anybody has any suggestions for topics um you know be in the comment section and put your put your thoughts on what you'd like us to talk about from the world of technology um you know we're gonna be talking about our technology here pretty soon in in more depth so we we want you guys to keep listening and we want you guys to uh to go on our website check our socials um we'll link them here in the uh in the description of this uh show and yeah, um, just be a part of our, our movement and our journey and uh, follow along as we uh, change the world through Extropian uh, and through this technology we we'll are building. it. With that being said, we're wrapping up and uh, we hope you guys have a great rest of your week and weekend. And um, yeah, much love, peace and blessings. Thank you guys.